but we'll get George up. We'll get his thoughts on the race and also his tips today because he can help us make some money this afternoon in the Greyhounds and also across the weekend before Boxing Day. I'm just looking at the prize money. It's just absolutely incredible. The Sale Cup, 75 grand to the winner. Yeah. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. A group one. And seventy five thousand dollars, which and is amazing. It is a race that they have always attracted a strong mm. field for. It gets a great crowd on course as well. Um, it's a race that trainers have always respected and tried to win, and um, it's obviously got the Group One standing as well. So, yep, they'll be trying to do that on Monday, and I believe Georgie Ferruja is on the line now. Hopefully, he can help us or help steer us into a couple of winners this weekend. Hello to you, George. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, well, thank you. We've touched on the Sale Cup earlier in the week, but. Uh, I do notice some of those odds have, have moved around throughout the week, and you predicted them as well. You said Jarek Bale was way over the odds, and there has been specking for him, so um, I'm assuming you've had a big go, George. No, it, it wasn't me, but I tell you what, I, I think the odds are still really good for those two greyhounds that we mentioned. Jarek Bale at $7.50 and untapped at $10. Um, again, it's a hot field. I mean, Dookie Devil has been one of the better middle-distance dogs at Sandown for a long time. Um, Alpine Butterfly is certainly going places. And, of course, Yarchi Bale, the Melbourne Cup champ, who came from almost last, last week to win. Um, so that gives you an indication of how hard the field is. No-one's suggesting they're just it's just going to be a cakewalk here, but I just think greyhounds that have been there and done that. Jarek Bale, of course, winning the race last year. Uh, and, and before the heat, he did run 36.93, which is faster than any of the four heat winners. So it's not a, it's not a fact of him not being in good enough form. I know he was beaten in his heat and he was the slower of the heat runs, but I thought his run was still good and he's more than capable of winning. And as I said, untapped, if she could um, go to bed with a, a, a rug that's uh, pink with the number eight on it, she would be a happy girl because she loves wide tracking. Um, gives her room to move early, and sails one of those tricky tracks that you just got to get around that first corner. And I think she's more than capable of being in a very, very nice position here. So again, I stand by my statements that those two greyhounds are certainly the value in the race. As I mentioned, it wouldn't surprise me if Dookie Devil or Alpine Butterfly Yachi Bale did win, but um, just I think the value lies with those campaigners who did run first and third in this race last year. George, is the, the key factor of the distance, the 650, that you get some dogs who we almost identify as sprinters going to the 650 and other dogs coming back a bit in distance? Yeah, Cosy, you've hit the nail on the head. It's a really unique distance because Dookie Devil, Alpine Butterfly, um, great guy, have been greyhounds that have raced over 600 metres and have taken the step up now. And people might think, well, it's not that big a deal. It's an extra 50 metres. But if those whips are cracking... That's why I think Jarek Bale is, will be right in there. You've got another ground called Ariane Bale who will get the sit on them and will be powering home. She's actually a true stayer. So it's kind of a mix of speed and strength, but you still need to be... Uh, like last year, I think Untapped led for a long way, but Jarek Bale was just too strong for her. So that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking here. Untapped's had a really nice grounding of 600-metre form, obviously. She's the Group 1 RSN Sandown Cup winner, so... She will stick on. Um, the other greyhounds haven't really been challenged yet. Um, they led and uh, and weren't really um, weren't really uh, going to get beat. Uh, that's Dookie Devil, especially who just led all the way. So with a little bit on, it could become a true starting test, and that's where those greyhounds with that 
half-mile form come into play. George, I've just had a thought. It's actually nothing to do with the Sale Cup final, but I can't wait to see Amron Boy get out to about 600. Oh, it's, it's incredible. His run-home times, Cosy, uh, are special. Um, we, we keep mentioning it, but, I mean, I, I've, I watched the replay again during the week because I just couldn't believe where he was. Um, he would just about break a track record. But, <laughs> look, they've got a couple of things to consider, guys. The really, really big races are over the 500, mm. and he's certainly more than capable of winning those. He's run 29.46 at the Meadows. There's already um, murmurings about a, a, a potential stud career. He's by Zambora Brocky, who I don't think is serving too many now. He's getting a little bit um, long in the, in the tooth. So he could be his dad's heir apparent. So they, they've got a, a little bit of those things to consider. That's not to say that people shy away from greyhounds who have very fast 600-metre form and stud, but the big races are over the 500, and I think that's where it'll stay for the time being. So you think there's a chance that they might be pulling up stumps with him a little bit sooner than people would like? Oh, no, mate, look, I, I haven't heard those sort of things, but mainly people, once a dog goes that quick, Matty, invariably mm. people start looking at his pedigree and going, wow, I wouldn't mind some Amron boy pups. Mm. So that's always going to come into play. He's only two and a half years of age. Um, and to your point, I think, on Off the Leash, the prize money is so good these days that you'd be mad not to have mm. a crack at, you know, the Australian Cup, mm. the Tem League, the Golden Easter Egg, the Million Dollar Chase, and then the Brisbane Cup. You know, if you have a couple of success stories in a couple of those races, all of a sudden you're well over a million dollars. So that'll certainly be in the back of their minds as well but a stud career certainly beckons for a greyhound of his ability. George, at stud, obviously the spinning dogs more popular than the staying dogs? Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know how it is in the gallops, but mm. um, stayers rarely get, uh, you know, a multitude of, of females. So um, it's it's kind of hard to breed a stayer. It, it usually comes from the female who might have been a 700-metre chaser herself. That's not to say... Um, an Amron boy or, uh, you know, a Barsha Bale, for instance, who was a great sprinter, you know, he threw some dogs that could run 700 metres. But, no, uh, historically, guys, they've stayed away from the staying types, um, especially in Australia. Um, and it's, it's been that way, unfortunately. Like a ground like Jarek Bale, for instance, there's not much more Jarek Bale can do. And I'm sure he'll be used at stud, especially by the wheelers who have got some fantastic females. And we've seen a greyhound like Christo Bale, who was a great 600-metre dog, who I think served about 10 or 12 bitches, but it's not going to get to the levels of serving over 100 until they become really, really proven. People are a little bit wary. Yeah, it doesn't really matter whether it's in the greyhounds or in the gallops. Owners these days and punters and viewers seem to just want to watch speed horses and greyhounds go around, and that's where the prize money is. A lot of people don't like it. But it's the reality. It's just the way that things are at the moment. It's not like you can actually do anything about it. It's just the, it's just the landscape. Mm. George, before we let you go, uh, can we help, can you help us back a winner today? Yeah, absolutely. I've got a couple at uh, Bendigo. We'll start there. Race five, number eight, Osprey Athena, stepping up over the six sixty. Look, she's a, a very talented type. She's gone as quick as twenty nine twenty at Sandown, so she should posse up in a nice position and be hard to beat. Race six, number six, Rough Shot. Who started favourite on Phoenix night in one of those uh, finals, and um, just got just got held up a little bit on the on the uh, first corner, and I just think uh, from the wider draw, it just gives it a little bit more room to move. It's certainly a talent. So race five, number eight, race six, number six at Geelong tonight. Race eight, number one, Kanji Yield, 
clearly does its best racing from inside draws, and I think it's a winnable race. Race 11, number two, Dr. Riker, a ground I've got a lot of time for. He's got high-end speed. He's drawn well. And if he finds the top, he'll be incredibly hard to beat. Also, just quickly, guys, at the Meadows tomorrow, we see Zippy Tesla stepping up over 600 metres, which would be fantastic. I think he's about a two-to-one on favourite for that. And we've got a couple of nice finals there at the Meadows tomorrow, which we'll touch on uh, in the morning. Georgie, uh, you have a wonderful Christmas, mate. We appreciate all of the tips and the insight that you've provided right throughout the year. And I look forward to working with you in the new year, mate. Have a good one. Been a pleasure working with the both of you guys, and uh, make sure you uh, eat and drink plenty. Oh, we will. We <laughs> Better will. bet than death. It was never in doubt. It was <laughs> never in doubt. Good on you, Georgie. George. Good on you, George. George.